welcome to Fuck Girl Confessions, where we drink and talk shit about cock. So today, welcome back to the podcast. I have a, a special friend here, a special friend. Would you like to introduce yourself without saying your name? You can use one of the many nicknames that I've given you. <clears throat> Dark course, Fanny. <laughs> Good cock. There you go. <laughs> what you me I love that for you. That's a great start. So today I have the guy, the the dark horse, the silent guy behind all the shenanigans as of late here in the studio with me. I'm going to interrogate him on camera, but he won't actually be on camera. He's going to be off to the side giving us some shit chat. Hopefully it's not too Scottish and you guys can understand what he's saying. However, I have asked him to enunciate really well. So fingers mm. crossed that this works. Do my best. <laughs> so we'll start out easy. We'll ease you into this shit. So how did we meet? You don't have to say names. Like you can keep it. Say names, no, just try you and keep can, it low key. Yeah, you can say like you can say that we were introduced. Like you can say who introduced us. <clears throat> But don't say your name at any point. Right. So a friend who introduced us. So sent me a Snapchat saying, bro, got this girl you have to meet. Uh, super into you and good chance you'll get your hole. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was thinking, right, oh. I was like, right, okay. Right, no problem. Send pictures over. Send pictures and I was like, mm, no bad. Right. So did you make the first move or did I? I feel like I sent a message. I think it was along the lines of, "What's this? I heard you're having me over on Friday night." Yeah. So when we first met, like as you were saying, we were obviously introduced by a friend. Um, it was kind of a weird circumstances because obviously, like we had both just gotten out of things. It was like optimum timing, but also horrible timing at the same time and i yeah and i remember him like sending me photos of you and i was like why have you never shown me this man before so the friend that w is another podcaster um and he like kind of i guess told me about you and i remember i don't know if i sent you the screenshots of like the snapchat conversation but i was like oh my god who is this man where has he come from why haven't you told me about him before like i literally was like oh my god he's my type to a t so that's i guess how that started it was thrilling i do think that you messaged me first but i definitely followed you on instagram first stalked me in other words stalked for Raped sure Instagram account. I, I definitely did how many <laughs> likes did you get i think i liked your entire instagram account only had about 15 posts but it was still a wee bit he's of a red flag anti right enough, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's very anti-social and really that like should have been your first red flag was that i liked every single photo on your instagram you know like assert dominance do things crazy it was more of a warning sign, but, <laughs> but you just ignored the, the red flags. <laughs> Amazing. So next up was, I guess, how we like started to like talk about where we stood in kind of our situationship, if you will. I think that you like really started that conversation a lot more than I did. So when we first met, like I told you that I did not want a boyfriend. I was like, listen my life is my life. I want no boyfriend. I travel a lot. This is my life. You either take it or leave it. Um, and I remember you like, 
I feel like you were the first man that like ever started a conversation with me about like where we stood. So do you want to talk about how you like went about it or like what was your thought process? Also, like, <laughs> please say how many times we had seen each other before you brought this up. Probably within the first couple hours, first time, just because not that my commitment phobe in other words, but it does terrify me. Usually I go through the first three to six months and then I kind of shit, shit out. Usually collapses and then I bail because usually at that point... Because you're a commitment phobe yeah, and a walking red flag. Yeah, in a relationship and I'm just like, nah. Just had to... Commitment phobe sounds a bit right. I can't even back that up. But, uh, you're actually a commitment phobe. I feel like if either of you, us felt committed... When you said no like relationships, that was all right. Fair enough. And usually if you get a girl, they start talking about like they want kids, about a family, the white picket fence, that shit's not for me. Like that's just, to me, that's the idea of fucking hell. Yeah. So when you said you didn't want kids, uh, didn't want a boyfriend, you don't like the, com the whole commitment thing, but usually in the situation you're still open to it's having the option. Yeah. So, really, I kind of appealed to me first time I thing, and I was like, Do you know what? Fuck it. See where this goes. So, wouldn't get bold within the first three to six months. Usually, it all comes the same. So, do you feel like goes. I coax you into it, or do you think 100%. it was? <laughs> so, feel fucking trapped already. <laughs> so, we actually had this conversation, I think, a few times where, like, I've t openly talked about like open relationship statistics, and like, I've always said that it's always the woman's idea as to whether the man or not says yes to it and so we're basically in a situationship where like you said um it's definitely like a choice thing so you have the option to be with me or not yeah i mean i'm pretty great so i will see <laughs> so next up the questions that i have for you oh god these are these are really gonna expose me i'm concerned to ask this so your favorite and your least favorite thing about me i think i know what your least favorite thing is gonna be but i'll bite my tongue here and <laughs> wait for your response way, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like say it nicely yeah please F favorite thing would probably be positivity and usually a girl could be quite insecure so if you mention other girls looks or bring up a a, a conversation they're quite uneasy but you know where you stand you know exactly sure yourself and the positive, being positive, usually you don't whinge like most women. <laughs> so, so I don't whine don't for whine. any non-Scottish people. Whinge means to whine. You need yeah. to explain in the yeah. language that people understand. Sorry, We're sorry. not all Scottish converts here. <laughs> I can subtitles. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you want me to say the least favorite? <laughs> the least favorite Do you thing. Do to say that? We're going for it, or are we? Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> Okay, let's preface this maybe before you say it. Um, no, you know what? Just go for it. It'll be funnier. So, <laughs> least favourite would probably be... It's an accent thing. It's an accent thing. Yeah. So, if you call me, in terms of having sex, you call me daddy, it sounds quite whiny. Nanny. So, it's, it's like somebody's put a whistle in your mouth and it's fucking kind of coming out through your nose. It's just nasally. And just put your hand over the mouth just to kind of oh shut it up a wee bit. Just sometimes just choke me out to quiet my sex. I get that. I just uh, drown out the noise. <laughs> that seems reasonable, honestly. So, okay, so let's talk about our sex life because I guess we have a very, like, good sex life. 
<laughs> I was worried that you were thinking about that for a minute there. I was really stressed. Cool. You want me to see? It, no. So let's talk about it in a sense that like, how did I guess we kind of like, we're quite open with our sex life. So like most people I feel like in relationships have like very boring conversations about their sex life. And I feel like both of us never do. So what did I make you do when we first started seeing each other? Do you remember the tests that I made you take? How did you feel what taking one? what one? Was it, was <laughs> so, it four or five? Yeah, so I make every person that I'm with take three tests. So it's the BDSM test, the Myers Briggs test, and the five love languages test. Mm -hmm. So you so willingly said yes to taking these tests. I've never had a man say yes quicker to like this kind of chaos. I was like, can you take this test for me? Didn't even ask questions. And you just like sent me the screenshots of the results. So I guess like what was going through your mind when I like asked you to take them? Was it like curiosity? This woman is a walking red flag. <laughs> like, this, this interrogating yeah, me. Yeah, fuck's <laughs> sakes. Not again. Background checks. Yeah, exactly. I I bet you I could have had that done. I was, uh, I was more intrigued to find that out myself, actually. The whole personality test, see what you're into, the whole psychology behind it all and how you answer questions and what you like and then the answers and the results that would have came from it. So, Did you find it was helpful for, like, conversational Definitely. pieces? Definitely, yeah. Did you Finding learn out something out? Personality, yeah. Yeah. Your strengths and weaknesses, things to work on, what you're good at. And so actually the personalities one is the miles big. Yeah. Very. It's actually, what's the word I'm looking for? Relatable. It is. Quite spot on, actually. It's really spot on. And so most people don't change as well. So do you think, because obviously I made you take a BDSM test as well. Do you think that kind of like opened up our conversation within our own sex life as like what our boundaries were and like mm -hmm. things that we were interested in, not interested in? Like, how did we, I guess, like breach that conversation? Because I feel like our sex life if there's like anything that ever i wanted to try you wanted to try like we do it very easily so i guess uh, tell me more about that it'd be the same test if it brings up different percentages from 100 all the way down to zero and there's anywhere from what is it dominance a uh, bra and along the lines of all them yeah. so it tells you what your strengths are and kind of all the way down to what you're not so good at so kind of compare that to each other's yeah then you can just kind of try things and see what would work and what wouldn't yeah so, so do you think like in terms of making our conversations like whenever we have conversations about sex say there's something that i do like call you daddy that you don't like or like, <laughs> or like something Annie. that i do um <laughs> do you think it's made those conversations easier definitely more open it is and the things are on the table, then it makes it makes you more confident to bring it up in conversation because you know you'll be listened to and that you can just put things on the table and even try different things. Literally put things on the table yeah. and try different things, just for the yeah, record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I guess when we first started that, because I feel like our situationship is very quite like adult of us. Um, did you find like at any point there's been any like awkward conversations? Do you feel like you've had any awkward conversations? Not at all. Usually if I'm going to say something, I would just say it, but zero filter. So it's yeah, you're, you're horrible it, for that. I'm like, it pretty fucking well, actually. <laughs> I think people too, like when you speak, sometimes you like you're really quite a 
we always say that you look like you could beat up people. Like I do think you're like a, a force to be, yeah, a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. But you're actually like a super soft teddy bear. But like I remember the first, so the first night that we ever met. Let's talk about that. So I remember I invited you to my house with absolutely no prior knowledge to you, other than like you were a friend of a friend. I had this like Christmas party that I went to and I was like, do you want to come be my date? Like it was really how how did you feel when you were thrown into that situation? Well, as soon as you told me there was free drinking uh, food, I was fucking, Easily I sold. was in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I quite like that type of spontaneous, fuck it, let's just do this type of thing instead of, yeah, the typical first date, let's just go for a coffee, see how it goes. And I was like, no, do you want to come to... A party, random party, just get a shirt on, get a nice pair of shoes, and we'll go and get some free drinking food. Yeah, so let's talk about the party because that was a really entertaining experience for so many reasons. So there was a lot of stuff going on, just generally speaking, with like all the people that were in attendance. But there was also, I remember there was this guy, I don't even remember his name, but he was a musician. That guy. Yeah, but oh. don't say his name. You can't say anything with his name. So we went to this party. There was this musician guy. He's like, I guess, pretty well known in Scotland. I had no clue who he was, but you knew who he was um secret fan yeah so you said that like meeting that guy really like changed your experience of him so basically we, i walked you into this i almost said your name there <laughs> could you see that um so basically i walked you into this party i was like listen we're gonna get really drunk you're just gonna have to roll with the punches this is a work thing so like make sure you're on your best behavior don't drink too much there was the musician guy who you were secretly in love with like i'm sure you would have yeah like not even a slight crush you were obsessed with him that can hand type man crush yeah definitely <laughs> and then this guy as soon as he started talking like <laughs> What was your, I guess, experience with him or like that night in general? Like, I feel like you took it really quite well when like everyone around you was kind of like staring at us and like talking to us. Like you were very thrown into the situation. Yeah. Balls deep. Eh? <laughs> Do you know when you not meet your idol? Because it's not like he's massive. But when you first meet, like I just thought, right, definitely man crush amazing singing but once you start speaking to him you realize he was horrible loved himself a wee bit like probably like, okay goes home and wanks in the mirror just to look at his own face right but you say a wee bit but like this guy genuinely like tried to play his own music on spotify alexa and alexa literally said no like this dude was like play this song and alexa like played another song and you like looked at him and i was like what Alexa just happened? Like Alexa was like, "Fuck off!" Like literally, Alexa said, "Go fuck yourself to this guy." I've never met him to try to play their own song on Spotify. I think that's a red flag, like a walking ex. So let's talk about your ex because I feel like everyone knows what my ex are and like what my red flags are. I feel like there's so many men have all the red flags. They basically ick. are, yeah, like an ex, like, like, like an ick, like, uh. <laughs> yeah, like if I did, like if someone does, so an ick is essentially if someone does something, automatically you stop liking them. Mm. So let's talk your exes, ex. <laughs> well, I'm throwing together words Fucking here. Slow down <laughs> yeah. So let's talk your ick and your red flags. So like for you, what are your red flags in women? Number one, how someone treats treats a waiter or waitress or even like shop staff. If Why? They're, if they're rude. 
kindness is a big one for me. So if someone who treats like waitresses or waiters or shop staff like badly, like it's not for me. Like I was on a date once and the the girl just treated them like shit. I went up and apologised, paid my half of the bill and fucked <laughs> off. Which is quite ballsy. I feel like most people wouldn't just like walk out midday. No. I mean, I definitely have, but I love that you have as like, well. Just for me, it's it's no it's no something you've done. I've done all those type of jobs. Didn't come from like a amazing background? So I've done all those type of jobs and met those people that treat the waitresses and waitresses, sorry, waitresses and waiters like staff or even shop staff. It's just it's just no something you do. It's a number one perspective on somebody's own character yeah i agree with that yeah Yeah. definitely to see Mm. if they're like nice or not so what are other red flags for you like what would have been other alarm bells so like think of if i had told you something what would have been an alarm bell for you Eh, i know everybody's got one sense insecurities but if you're like majorly insecure that even like i like to have like pretty rough and play banter so yeah like like be able to slag someone make fun of them if they can't take that i think that if people hurt us in like a supermarket they think that we hate each other yeah domestic abuse honestly it would be (laughs) shocking they'd be like what is happening here but i think that's again just like our banter like both of our personalities are very like that any other icks or things that i could do to ward you off me at this point yeah that was such a big sigh not really. I don't have many. Well, I have I a know lot. Of anyway. I have a lot. Until you so. do something, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so what's like, okay, so let's talk about our dating history because I guess we both have very different dating histories. So before me, how long were you in like a relationship before? Like, were you ever in a long-term relationship? I guess kind of give the listeners some sort of background as to who you are and like your dating past. So the first proper girlfriend I had was 19, 19 to 21. She was like a fucking borderline psychopath. Like, just got crazy. Like, crazy, like, super. Like, she used to turn up. I just give you some insight some of the shit she used to do. Like, when I was going out with my pals and I told her that I was going out, she'd, like, turn up to my house with, like, a, a bag of clothes and stuff and, like, goodies and, like, try and bribe me to stay in because she had no friends of herself. Sorry. Fucking major red flag, actually. That's a nick. No yeah. pals. Yeah, I uh, think that's a red so, flag. But if you don't have friends, feel free to slide into my DMs and become my friend. But also, try and make friends as an adult. That's a really fucking mm. important thing. I definitely think that's a red flag. Mind yeah. you, I have, like, no friends. I have, like, three or four, but, like, I'm really fucking close with them. So Even some friends is good. Yeah. But yeah, but she used to turn up at my house. There's even once we eventually split up how the thing you see in the cartoons where films where they're dragging you along where you're like they're hanging on to your foot i literally fucking had that <laughs> i like bother lately had to shake my leg and kick her off yeah and that's I was like my parents toxic. at the time so i had to get them to like kick her out it's like toxic codependence yeah. at its finest oh. peeps <laughs> so what about your next relationships after that yeah i was with a girl for about three years it was going pretty well but we just wanted different things in life she wanted the whole kids house white picket fence thing before a certain age and that like and I was like mm, that just wasn't really for me so kind of went separate ways kind of the odd tinder date here and there and then for the last before we met I've seen a older woman and everything was going through much older much older 37 let's just put that out there much older 
How old are you? 27. There you go. 37. I had a couple of kids. <laughs> Much older. So Split up with our husband and uh, we just kind of met. Everything was going kind of fun. It was kind of casual, but it just started getting a wee bit more serious. And You just wanted well, different things. Yeah, different so things. Had a very amicable split. You've been very adult about it, which I love for you. Yes. So then what is your worst Tinder date that you've ever been on? Because I've never asked you this. So, so like she, I'm curious. It's English, Lassie. Everything was going all right. We kind of met during COVID, uh, like the whole Sketchy. first one. Yes, yeah. so that's we met, a red flag. Yeah, you we, weren't even supposed to be leaving your house. Yeah, we met. So that is a red flag that you have just job, given the viewers. I'm not getting fucking lifted. Yeah, exactly. So drove Nightmare. from drove from uh, mine to, all the way up to Glasgow, and she brought her dog because she was walking her dog at the time. This thing was a fucking beast. Like it was like a half pit bull, half a uh, collie. It, it was. Was it built. super adorable? It was, it was adorable in a very aggressive killer sort of way. Oh. And uh, she's like, oh, do you want to walk it for a second? So we're walking down the street of Glasgow. All of a sudden, this fucking monster jumps up and goes for this guy's face. Like, I'm fucking walking this thing. Dear the God. guy put his hand up and ended up biting him in the wrist. But uh, no, just like a wee nip. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, he sometimes does stuff like that. And I'm fucking looking at her going, you fucking make me walk this absolute <laughs> monster. So I'd, for the rest of that day, I just had like severe anxiety. As soon as I got home, I was it was lovely to meet you. Gave her a handshake and never saw it again. So tip from that that we'd like to take away is don't bring your dog on your first date, well, even if they are a well-behaved dog. Maybe don't, don't want random bitches dogs. Yeah, on the first date. <laughs> but also like don't introduce someone to things that are important to you because obviously you and the dog were not pals either i i half blame you but mostly because i'm allowed to be a cheeky anxiety from that dog (laughs) (laughs) i believe it so what was your worst or best not worst what was your best tinder date just date i don't want to hear about the sex please don't tell me that best tinder date yeah that wasn't me and technically we didn't meet online so see i don't even remember i wouldn't even say they're that memorable (laughs) it's pretty bad to say (laughs) so are you still on dating apps i don't actually know this stuff so now i'm just throwing out questions Uh, to him to see how he handles them i was on bumble bumble's not very good Uh, mostly because i couldn't get a match you suck (laughs) devastated cried myself to sleep every night hinge was hinge wasn't good it was just like it it was it's like a tory's dating site everyone's everyone's like a fucking so like uh, elitesingles.com or similar to that. What the hell? It's like people with like proper singles. careers looking for families. Like is this for... like sugardaddies.com? Is it the same vibe? No, I'm getting a no from Paul as well. That clearly <laughs> that is not correct. Aye, aye, pretty okay, much. Okay, so it is so half like sugar daddies. Like, like, no, it's like people with like high-end careers like accountants, lawyers. It literally is okay. looking for other people with similar careers so it's like a class thing probably but they are slightly older as well you don't get many people people between the ages of like 18 to 30 are predominantly on hinge bumble and tinder were you on this what were you on this no i was just told about it (laughs) any others i'm not an elite single (laughs) i'm a mediocre single Right, thanks for selling yourself short. Now I look like I have bad taste in men. Listen, I do, but we're hoping he's not a shitbag at this point. Fingers crossed, but clearly, hey. no promises here. But not the, the kind of social, the kind of dating scenes just kind of shat itself now. Everybody's 
you barely get it might be just for me <laughs> barely maybe get you're just shit. i feel like your dating pictures like your profile pictures were really quite good so we actually it's really funny so you and i actually matched on hinge after a day and a half of us speaking and then i deleted like i'm not on any of the so apps i really look like just fuck man <laughs> i delete it <laughs> so if you see me on the apps please report it it's not me i don't know what could be on there but who knows so then what's your take i guess obviously because i'm in like the influencer world so i have a few questions on that because i'm obviously really big on social media and you're not <laughs> so <laughs> just to like put it into perspective like are you super like social media savvy are you into that world does it offend you that i'm an influencer I'm not social media savvy i have to get my no, 13 14 year old horrible. sister and brother to show me how to do things your sister's on it though uh, like, she's on it she's on it so don't really post too much no uh, he posts horrible photos no yeah come on oh, come on <laughs> shoot a man down right there but no i'm no no really big social media person to be honest i kind of go on and like swipe see what my pals and that are up to but does i it... don't post much but it doesn't bother me that how like you're like a big dog on social media or big got, dog i'm big howling dog or, that he thinks i'm a big dog let's so just put followers. this into perspective of i'm definitely not a big dog nor do i think i am big thank dog. you for that confidence boost but <laughs> definitely not you get things sent to you you report it on it and you'll get so many followers you're a big he dog. also for clarification he doesn't really fully understand what i do for a living like we've had that conversation how many times now like five or six where you just like you get parts of it i think but you don't like fully understand what i do no <laughs> not, not even close <laughs> so i give up i'll give up asking yeah so one of the things that i think a lot of people have asked me in the past and that i've been asked a lot of guys as well is like what are my dms like does that bug you like i've never asked you these things before i am just going off of whatever i think of here does it bug you that my dms are a riot no, i mean i don't answer them but uh, not at all are you just like how does that not bug you are you just like really self-sure of yourself i'd say so plus it's the level of fucks i don't give is incredibly <laughs> high so <laughs> there's not much that bothers me too much. i love that for you um what is your favorite and least favorite sex position you have to pick just one uh, least favorite probably reverse cowgirl because really? girl seems to think that your fucking cock bends forward to a certain angle mine doesn't it hurts <laughs> It does not bend. What are your other, what's your favorite one then? Eh, uh, probably missionary. Just because I like, really? I prefer being in control and you can lift the leg up certain angles, you can flip over. You're going to be able to see like my reaction on that <laughs> film of that, but I did not realize it was missionary. That's the first moment that I've ever had that realization. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I know like you a lot, like but it, probably but I that know just that tops. That probably just tops the top one, very, very slightly. But I probably right. So I'm a self-proclaimed fuck girl. You know this. You know how I am. You know pretty much everything about me. I feel like at this point. Um, have you ever had a fuck girl situation? Have you ever been ghosted? What? You have to have some story. I mean, I know that you're hot, but like you, you have to have fuck some girl type thing, like somebody like a call for a booty call yeah yeah any sort of fuck girl situation so like 
booty calls, you know, like the rare giving you attention and then like pulling away, that sort of stuff. Aye, a couple, uh, one, or, one or two kind of fuck girl things, but it was one of the ones is, you ever heard of like post-nut syndrome or like post-nut depression? But as soon as you come, you realise, no. what the fuck have I just done? Wait, I, excuse me? What did you just like call it? Post, post-nut syndrome. It was on like a post-nut depression. Is this, it is this on, a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. It was on Joe Rogan's thing, as he explained it was. It's like you're this driving really fast in a bus, fucking papers flying everywhere. And then as soon as you come, you're at the back of the bus going, like, where the fuck am I? So it's like Worse instant, so it's basically instant regret after sex. It's called post-nut syndrome. Instant depression. <laughs> It's like, I need the fuck out of here type thing. Yeah. I didn't even know that this was a, a thing. It's a real thing. But I am howling. Like, see once you're horny, like, things are not put in the fucking right perspective. So it's like rose-tinted glasses, but for males, it's when you have to come. Yes. I'm getting a resounding yes. Also, <laughs> I love that. So what was your biggest, like, obviously, there's me, Um, but what was your most, like, fuck girl situation that you've ever been in what the worst or the best or i don't care both <laughs> this is a you decision uh, worst would probably be the one girl i've just caught a message every now and again but the fact that they wouldn't see it that way and they continue trying messaging it's like oh fuck oh I, so it's like the boomerang thing where they like yeah. keep you on like a leash this is a very normal tactic in the data world you keep someone on leash i've done it before which is really bad to say but i have done it before it's when you keep them on a leash you text them or what like give some sort of attention to them when you want them and then you exit correct mm. so this was your worst fuck call situation i try not to so that was like have one. you never been ghosted oh i Okay, like, so were there any like hard ghosts? I was, I was hoping I wouldn't go back on that. <laughs> like, let's up talk your cast tra- first. Previous trauma. <laughs> your your post ghosting trauma. There's got to be some scarier ghosts than Casper's. So in your I was past. chatting to this, uh, chatting to this bud for what, a couple, probably a couple of months, or arranging to meet and all that. And it's the questions. Oh, I need to go home. Like my pap is not too well. My grandfather, sorry, need to go up to Aberdeen. Not too well. I love that she used her family. That oh, is an it's, iconic. It's the elite fucking excuse. You can't fuck with that. You can't. You can't. You can't yeah. Like, fuck up. Your grandpa isn't dying. Like you, you can't no. really say things. You can't really like say that. anything. So, Flawless excuse. Yeah. So it ended up like five. She was up there for a couple of weeks, coming back down and like. It was like proper like catfish because she told me she worked at a certain school. Wait, you had never she... met this girl and you were no, talking to no. her for more than a month? Yeah, yeah. So I... Right, that's a red flag of yeah. you. You shouldn't yes, have stayed know, that yeah, long, I know, no? that's like you're, you're probably going to burst out crying in a minute because <laughs> pure embarrassment, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Look, I like this person. <laughs> right, so she catfished you, didn't tell you what's where no, she, she worked actually at, worked. She worked in a school, but my little sister's pal went to this school, so... So okay, so Talks how did she you didn't work in this school? Probably wasn't a real fucking person, so I was hard. I wonder <laughs> who your catfish was. Did he ever figure no, it out? I, no, and I have no idea because I woke up one morning and I was blocked on TikTok, WhatsApp, the lot. Like and I just I love thought, that you were blocked. Surely not. And I was just kind of like, I've been fucking catfished here, like, or I've been seriously patched. I was just kind of sitting questioning my existence that full fucking day. <laughs> The fact that you were catfished and also blocked on everything. I, mean, I don't know what you see, did, see but you dis- did something. See if I discovered it was a guy who just fancied me, like I could accept that. But I was still, 
I've I've had no fucking answers to this. <laughs> so I've just brought up PTSD with you, and now I have to spend the next week with you. Yeah. Amazing, love that for me. Oh. Any other traumatic dating stories you feel like sharing, telling? I feel like. Everyone knows my traumatic dating stories. I mean, you haven't been in trauma yet. However, I haven't said that that's not going to happen. It could, could be a trauma. Anytime. Let's try not to be a trauma, <laughs> though. But any other bad traumatic dating stories that you have? I feel like you go on more dates than There's I do. There's people that uh, you can get catfished in terms of people who girls who take pictures just from the neck above. Yes. Men will know what I'm talking about. I get about. that as well. So I mean, guys do that as well. So like Or filters. Well, Okay, okay, this is a real thing. Beard fishing is a real thing. If you are dating a man with a beard, you need to ask to see the photos of this dude without a beard. I had been dating someone. I had never seen a photo of them without a beard. They were solid seven with a beard. Like this man, hot. Without the beard, I shit you not, this dude. Seven's a hot? Yeah, he was like, I mean, men really, I mean, I like women too. So that's a whole other situation. But this dude, a three out of 10 without his beard. He Kiwi, looked like Kiwi an Sherman egg. Thing, he it? looked like an egg. And it was genuinely <laughs> like he had this like triangle head shape. I had honestly, we had broken up and I was like, thank God you have given me such an egg from never seeing you without a beard. Mm. Your beard? Lies. A beard of lies. <laughs> Where the fuck is your chin? <laughs> Where is How anything? How do you fold towels? He had no job. Like, <laughs> it was so problematic. So I do think that, like, beard fishing is a real thing for guys. Also, like, if you post a photo of, like, four months ago when you were in a gym with fucking abs and you don't have those abs anymore, it does not Ooh. count. That is a like lie. A post, do better. Post-COVID dating, dangerous shit. They turn up, they're three stone heavier. They're fucking... Did you gain weight during COVID? No, like I've kind of got the metabolism where I can eat whatever I want and not gain weight. So, okay, well, it must be nice to be fucking you. Not That's all of fantastic. us have that pure luxury. I definitely don't have that fucking luxury. I eat anything that's exciting. It goes my ass. So when my, fucking jeans, bad thing. <laughs> when my <laughs> jeans don't fit, that's why. But when you're talking in regards to catfishing, so I think that my biggest problem with catfishing is the lies of it like i don't actually care what the person looks like like i would rather someone be real and be themselves than like catfish and bullshit their way through it that's where i think i get angry not if the person's like unattractive like i don't know about you i've never i've been asked if i was a catfish a few times on like dating you apps can answer that. <laughs> so, i was yeah, like, I look nothing no. like am. my name's actually paul <laughs> like <laughs> literally um got madam's apple cut off last week i have i had actually been i had been catfished once and this guy tried to get me to send nudes to him and it was really problematic i did not send nudes to him but one of my friends recently just went through this like catfishing experience with a a pro footballer we'll go with that and we didn't know if he was a pro footballer at all so he had sent like photos of his dick before he sent photos of his face which i think just says a lot about dating culture right now would you so if you could build a perfect man's app profile i thought you said perfect man i don't know swing that way but i can try my best <laughs> so if you could build a perfect dating profile for yourself 
what would you put on it? That'll be my final question to you because I hope you can do well with this. I like well the dynamic this. of Tinder with the left and right swiping. Don't all I'll, apps have that? No, no. Uh, Hinge is a bit different. So you don't swipe, you either hit like a, it's similar like a Oh, it's X. like a heart and an yeah, X. But with uh, Hinge, you swipe up and you can go down and there's like prompt questions. Did like, you ever do the voice note thing? No, I did a fuck. <laughs> I'll disappoint them when I meet them in person. <laughs> but probably I like the whole aspect of the hinge where you can narrow it down. Like, so you can put like certain parts of your height, eye colour, hair, so you can kind of fil- like filter it right down. Yeah, especially if you have a type. I think that's yeah. really important. So like, no short men would make mine. I just, I generally don't mm. fuck with that. So mm. what would, so what would your perfect, please describe your perfect Tinder profile. For, a, for me or for a woman? For you, for not me. for a woman. I don't want to hear what you think about what my Tinder profile would be like. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you just say average at best? <laughs> I could describe my best one, but it'd not particularly be the best one for a female that you're trying to. Which one had the most swipes yes to? Like, just pure, this was the most one that you got yeses to probably my black and white photo where are you is that sitting at that dinner table get the whole blue steel look on i don't i really not even I, looking at the camera what i don't even ones? think like, i've seen it see it <laughs> so that's the most photo what did you put in your profile what were your like your personality traits not that you have that many that are thrilling or excited <laughs> you see i don't really have much in my bio Nothing. Nah. Oh my god, you're one of those hot guys that just rolls with it and I hopes for kinda, the best. I had a picture of my grand knitted me a blanket. It makes so much so sense now as to why you didn't get blanket, it. And I was like, my grand knitted my blanket. Apparently bitches love grand's blankets. <laughs> it makes so much sense now though as to why you didn't get Tinder swipes. You didn't even have anything about you. Grand's just... blanket was on, that was good enough. <laughs> Listen, if I ever decide that my grandma's blanket is going to get me laid, I will be crushing it. But I feel like that is all my questions for you. Thank you for talking shit with me. I can't believe you said yes to this. I'm still horrified and terrified for you. But (laughs) you know what? At least make it traumatic so that way I can talk about you on this and be like, you know, the only man that I've ever had on the podcast ever. Fuck him. So drink a White Claw and have some sex. Thank you for coming and see you guys on the next episode.